Good morning. Today is Sunday, July 12th, 2020. And I'd like to share with you another uh, two pieces, actually, from the relatively new RCA Siddur titled Avoda Shabalev. I mentioned it to you before. There are a number of amazing essays about prayer, different aspects of prayer, that are printed in the back. And um, uh, over these next few weeks, I hope to share uh, some of it with you. Today, what I want to share partially comes from Rav Aaron Lichtenstein and partially from Yehuda Amital. You cannot get a better uh, dynamic duo than the two of them. First of all, the English word pray or prayer comes from a Latin word that means to ask for or to beseech. Now that corresponds to one of the categories of prayer within Jewish thought, bakasha, the requests that we make. For example, in the weekday Amidah, the middle section, uh, asking for wisdom, asking for healing, asking for uh, forgiveness. But we also have two other categories that are important. The one is shevach, praise of Hashem, and hodah, giving thanks and showing gratitude to God. So those are, from our point of view, three different categories. How can we tell if a prayer is successful? How can we tell if we have succeeded in the mitzvah of prayer by the time that we finish? Well, you might think, at least for the category bakasha for requests, you might think, well, did I get what I asked for? If I was praying for someone to get better, did they get better or God forbid, did they pass away? If I was praying to have enough parnasa, enough income to be able to support myself, so did I have enough or did I not have enough? That seems to be a logical, reasonable way to evaluate whether my prayer was successful. <clears throat> However, the other two categories, even that type of... Um, Evaluation uh, doesn't seem to be sufficient because in terms of praising Hashem, how could I ever tell if I was successful, if I was correct in praising God or in um, hodah, in giving thanks? How can I tell if I did it properly, if I said enough, if I did the right way? And especially... What happens to the first category of requests when I don't get what I ask for? Does that mean that my prayer was not successful? So Ravon Lichtenstein points out <clears throat> the beginning of the second paragraph of the Shema that we're very familiar with. And it will be that if you will surely listen to my commandments, God says to the Jewish people, that I am commanding you to perform this day, to love the Lord your God, and to serve 
your God, with all of your heart. Talmud asks the following question, Avoda, service, seems like something that's involved with actions. A servant serves a master with actions. What type of service is there to God that is within our heart? With your whole heart? What kind of service is involved with your heart? Says the Talmud That refers to prayer. Prayer is avoda. It is a service to God, but it is a service to God that comes from our heart. And the avoda part of it, how is, I mean, if, um, if prayer is simply me asking God to give me things, then how is that service? It, it actually sounds a little bit almost uh, irritating. How is that service? It's service because I recognize that I need to turn to God for these things. If I want wisdom, if I want forgiveness, if I want material plenty, if I want the, the return of the exiles, all the things that, I've, that I ask for, if I want those things, well, I have to ask the one in whose hand they rest. Praying to God for those requests is an indication that I understand that they come from God. And that is, in fact, our service to God. We serve God when we recognize that what we have comes from Him. And we demonstrate that by asking Him for it. Because if it didn't come from Him, it would make no sense to ask for it. Asking for it indicates that we recognize that it comes from Him. Now, of course, the answer may be yes and it may be no. And it could very well be that we will not understand the reason for the answer. Maybe sometime in the future we might understand a reason. Maybe we will never understand a reason. But the success of prayer is that I see myself in this type of relationship with God where I recognize that whatever it is that I need ultimately comes from God. Of course, as I've said many times before, and I repeated on Friday, of course I have to do my part. But my part only ensures that it sets the conditions that God now can do His part of providing those things that I have asked for. Rav Amital adds a higher level to this. There's a Pasuk in Tehillim. It's paragraph 104 near the back of the Tehillim. Pasuk Lamedala 34. My words, we say to God, my words will be pleasing to God. I will rejoice with God. Says Ravamital, without this verse, we would never dream of suggesting this idea. God enjoys listening to our prayers. It gives God pleasure, so to speak, in whichever way and how that can mean about 
about an entity as God. But God turns to man, as it were, and says, I am waiting and eager to hear you. So, according to Rav Amital, this higher level is the efficacy of prayer, regardless of whether I receive my request, regardless of whether it is a prayer that is a request, or praise, or thanksgiving, the efficacy is in creating this contact. This elevates us, and it gives pleasure to God. Rav Amital told this story. <clears throat> he once had a conversation with a man who owned a large nursing home in Florida. And the, the children of all the residents live far away, in New York, in Chicago, and all over. The director said to Rav Amital, there are three categories of children. There are some children, the first category, they send a check to their parents every month to cover the expenses for that month. Maybe the child would include a note with the check. Maybe the child did not include a note. But at least there was a direct communication between the child and the parent at least on a monthly basis. The second category of children, they did not do that. They simply sent a letter to the office once a month with a check in it. So they did not have any contact with their parent, but at least they were thinking about their parent in order to send the check to the office to take care of them for that month. And then there was a third category of children. They simply had their bank have a standing direct transfer in place, which means that every month automatically the bank would deduct that amount from their account and it would be automatically transferred to the nursing home in Florida. That group had no contact. That was done all automatically. It's not even clear that the child had any awareness of the parent on a monthly basis. When we say the words, Baruch Atah, blessed are you, Hashem, just that, those two words, where we are able to address God directly, that's the greatest service. And that is the greatest sign of the efficacy of prayer that we are able to have this contact. Whether it is in the context of asking or in the context of praising or in the context of thanking, simply the act of connection that God, that we are thinking of God, that we are reaching out to God and trying to connect to God on a regular basis, daily, three times basis daily. That is the highest form of efficacy of prayer because what God wants from us is a relationship. God wants from us contact. Not, God forbid, I don't mean to suggest God's in a nursing home waiting for the checks. I'm only telling the, Ravamital is just telling the story. It's just a, 
It's just a story. But this idea that we should be thinking of God, we should be reaching out to God in whatever form it takes. And it's that thinking of God and it's that reaching out to God that is the ultimate efficacy of prayer. My friends, have a great day. I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.